I wanted my background to play for you guys because it's important. <laughs> it's important to kind of know the element in which I'm in, the energy in which I'm coming with. But also, you know, the state that we're in. So let's just take it in for a second. I'm doing my podcast from outside because clearly... Clearly, we're outside. <laughs> Clearly, Corona has left the building, y'all. Clearly. Let's knock on wood. Nah. <laughs> nah. But thank you so much for tuning in to the Re Recap with Callie. Let's play it by ear. Episode 36. Um, <clears throat> before I get to my jokey joke jokes, let me just start off by saying um, I do apologize for my last episode. Um, just with the whole telling people how they should respond to injustices, telling people how they should respond to how they feel, um, telling people how they should act out uh, and what they should do and what they shouldn't do in a climate that has done whatever the fuck that they wanted to do to our people, you know? Um, so, I do apologize. Definitely. <sighs> Y'all, so, let's see. Hmm. It's been two weeks. It's been two weeks. It needed two weeks, though. It needed two weeks because it really needed the time to, like, reset. Reset the energy. Um, my, I feel like my last episode was just, like, you know, a little bit of ahead of its time. I jumped out there without just kind of, like, just taking a second, being patient, coming with more information, seeing how the climate is just, you know, changing in different areas, from whether it's from LinkedIn to protests, to um, laws that are being passed, to you name it. So it's just been a lot, but I wanted to wait. I wanted to wait. You know, and today was the goodest day ever because I was not coming back to my podcast without protesting. That is not me. That is not me. For those that actually know me in real life, you know you have protested with me. Like, you know I do not play that. You know if there's a protest, if there's a march, if there's a walk, whatever, I'm with that. Absolutely. 1,000%. Like, you know that I live my life like us versus them because that, those are the lines that they drew. Like, and if you operate differently... That's cool, you know, respect to you. Um, you know, I'm not going to say, like, if you're an ally, but if you're on the right side, you know, which is not the racist side, then shout out. But it's always been, in, like, you know, ingrained in me that, you know, pro-black. I've always been pro-black, period. <laughs> period. Why? Because of everything that's put against us, we still are able to thrive. That's why. <laughs> that's why that just is what it is um and it's funny because it's like you have this this stigma this stigma of like all lives matter and it's like how do you say that how do you say that when in that bubble that you have there's one particular life that just seems to not matter and you get to see it on camera and in the streets you not only get to see it you get to be a part of it Peep that. <laughs> like, come on, y'all. Let's get into it. I mean, think about it. 
do you guys really have to like protest around the world for your rights? <laughs> Something basic, you know? I'm gonna get too deep. Like just just keep it surface level. You as a person who is not black, does anyone have to do what is being done across the world right now for black lives? No, because the travesties that are set in place with black lives don't exist with white lives. And if they do, let's just say if they do, because we love to play devil's advocate. Oh, God, right? We love to have both our hands and both the pockets. Fine. Is it at the scale of what it is to black people? No, it's not. So when you say that all lives matter, like, come on, shut the fuck up. <laughs> okay, sure, right. Anywho, on a more positive note, I do appreciate all the white people that have been out here and they have been protesting and they have been able to witness how we're treated. Um, I definitely do. I'm with that. And even though people can say, you know, it's for like their own agendas and you have a lot of influencers out here just trying to get their likes up, but whatever, whatever, because the power is really in the numbers, you know? Um, you just got to look at the bigger picture and you can't just focus on the reasons as to why people are out there for their own agendas. Um, that's, you know, that's just shit kind of getting in the way. That's what I'll say. But um, let's get into how, <laughs> yeah, so these government officials, <laughs> they're funny. They're funny. Shout out to us protesting, right? Shout out to us protesting. But also, how you really going to, like, leave people in circumstances that are just so, like, bro, I get you can't be a million places at once. And I get that you're only one governor. I get that. Or, like, you know, you're only one mayor. But, like, come on, man. Your, your, your cops are wildin'. They're wildin'. Like, right now, like, we're seeing, like, some things changing, which is cool, like, you know, the LAPD defunded, um, you know, $150 million, but they still had, like, what, a billion, $3 billion, give or take. They still had a lot of money, <laughs> a lot of money. And it's like, okay, well, at least they did something. Okay, cool, but we're not going to celebrate crumbs. We're no longer celebrating crumbs. I'm standing very true and very firm in that. Um, we need more. Because you can take away money all day long, but are you going to take away racism? Or are you going to fuel it? Because now they're not getting paid as much. Like, okay, so now they're not, do they're, not, they're not using their overtime to be racist because there is no overtime. So now they're still using their time on the clock in which you still pay them to still be racist. <clears throat> and no, you're not paying them to be racist, but that's just who they are. It's instilled in them. It's instilled in this country. It's wrapped all in that flag. You know, every single strand is a strand of racism that created that flag. <sighs> Sorry, y'all. Sorry. <laughs> Anyhow. Yes, they have removed the Confederate flag. Yes, we are seeing change. But think about it. That's after, during these weeks, right? That's after the, Louis, the um, Louisiana New Orleans rapper Romero Desto was killed. That was just what last week. 
Um, that's after they tried to kidnap Justin Cosby in Chicago and act like he wasn't in police custody. We had to put out a PPB on him. Like as a country, as a nation, we had to repost, repost, repost until they actually came up with his body. Thank God that his life wasn't lost. Young kid. Like he had to have been like no more than like what, 13? That's, yes, we're seeing change, right? But that's after Eric Gardner... Philandro Castile, Alton Sterling, Oster Grant, Fetty Gray, Tamir Rice, Michael Brown, Corey Gaines, Walter Scott, Terrence Crutcher, Amadou Diaba, Sean Bell, Akai Gurry, Rikia Boyd, Jonathan Farrell, Antoine Rose, Antoine Rose Jr., Botham Jean, Janisha Fonville, William Green, Jamar Robinson, Latanya, John, Jimmy, Sandra. Like, come on, the list goes on. Trayvon Martin, Samuel DeBose, Lacan, Lacan McDonald, Jamar Clark, Jordan Edwards. Maurice Granton, Jamel Robinson. Like, I just, these were just some of the names, y'all, that Def Jam posted <laughs> for Blackout Tuesday, which created division amongst black people, which was so weird. But this, anyhow, this being said, we are seeing change. But look what it's after. Yes, we are getting change. But that's after. You know, New York protesters were left on a bridge for two hours. Two hours, they wouldn't let them go. When they were just trying to get home, after they wouldn't let them go on the subway. Deep. Yes, we're getting changed, but that's after, you know, those that were protesting on the freeway in Philly were locked off, couldn't go anywhere, and had gas cans thrown at them. And all they could do was just climb onto branches. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're getting change, but that's after they're sitting there doing drive-bys with rubber bullets on people in Los Angeles. Yes, we're getting change, but that's after they shot a woman in the face right here in San Diego and she died with a rubber bullet, something that's supposed to be shot at the ground. Wow, right? Yes, we are getting change. But we're also losing people. You have people out there saying, you know, George Floyd, say his name. Say her name, Breonna Taylor. Yes, say those names. But after that, say the other names. Sandra Bland, say the other names, you know? Like, just, you know, just say their name. Which one? That's what you should be saying. Say their name. Which one? Say her name. Which one? You know, <sighs> it's wild. We lost two men, the barbecue man in Louisville, Kentucky. They fired the police chief. Cool. You could fire the police chief, but you're just going to pick another out of the KKK. <laughs> just going to pick another police chief to put in that place. Or maybe you won't. Maybe that is a step, you know, towards change. Respect. But what if it's not? (laughs) 
And that's the thing, you know, you could say, yes, that is a step towards change. But what if it's not? Then what do you say? Burn it down? Believe black owned businesses? Hmm. You might be onto something. <laughs> I'm not supposed to say that, right? You're not supposed to entice a riot and or entice looting. But in reality, I do believe that peaceful protest is not what made them say, okay. It was definitely a little bit of the looting and the shooting. <laughs> Sorry, I hate to say that, but honestly, if businesses were not being burnt down and there wasn't anger and violence erupting, then they wouldn't have been quick to change. They would have changed, but it would have took a lot longer. Sometimes you do have to go the Malcolm X route. That just is what it is. Um, no, you do not have to loot your own your black-owned businesses and tear up your own communities. No, you do not. But still at the same time, it's like, you know, I had this perspective. Like, why would you, you know, why would you riot? Why would you loot in your communities? But at the same time, if you look, it's the police agitating situations. It's you trying to protest peacefully in your neighborhoods because that's where the injustice is happening. That's where your schools are, you know, crap. Or that's where, you know, your only source of food is like, you know, delis and or unhealthy, you know, fast foods. That's where they're killing you. That's where justice is not happening. So, of course, you are going to protest in those areas. But that's also where the police are able to just, you know, just move in on you and push you around and beat you up and hit you with rubber bullets and all that. And I was able to actually see that when I was doing this whole, you know, protesting yesterday in Cali out here. <clears throat> the way that L.A. is set up, it was just like you either had like an area where it was like, okay, if shit jumps off more than likely it's going to jump off over here because it's like the majority of black people. And then you go to the white areas, like, you know, UCLA, and it's a lot of white people out there, you know, shout outs to them, but it's not a lot of black people. And it's like, why would they, why would they protest in an area in which they don't live in? So you're going to come up here and start, you know, or, or you're going to come up here and like either, either the police are going to start, you may not start, or maybe someone in the community may start and then everything starts, you know, there are agitators at all different sides. That's what I will say. Um, but I'm going to stand firm in the fact that I feel like, pro I feel like all of our protests have been peaceful. I feel like black people have led peaceful protests and there have been agitators in situations where now we're having to bear the brunt. You know, shout out to people that, that were correcting white looters and explaining to them and educating them on, you know, why you should not loot. Now we got to take the time out of our peaceful protests to educate your ass on why you should not be drawing attention to your ass and doing shit that we wouldn't even do. Like, and, and I'm not saying that, you know, there wasn't any black looters out there also. I'm not going to, I'm not going to take that away. But what I'm going to say is who agitated it, who started it. Definitely, definitely. I, I highly doubt if they were black. You know, we all want the same thing. We all want equality. We all want, we're all on the same page. And if you're not on that page and you're not there for the right reason, shout out to the people that was whooping ass. Shout out. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to forget about, you know, my people in the back. I'm really not. I'm really not. Like I said, sometimes you have to go the Malcolm X route. 
stepping into a professional sphere, you know, into the professional side of things, not y'all showing us that you're racist on LinkedIn. What is what is going on? What is going on? You know what's so funny? What's funny is how corporate America is set up and how you kind of kind of equate corporate Mer- corporate America to racism or knowing that you're going to have to face it because it's corporate America or knowing that you're going to have to, you know, prepare yourself in a sense, even if it's something as simple as being the best at what you do, because you're going to have to at some point face racism in corporate America. That is something that's very instilled. And I'm not, I don't know about other countries. I can just speak for America in the sense of that is something that is instilled, right? So why would I not think that racists were going to peek their heads out on LinkedIn? I don't know. Maybe because it's LinkedIn. <laughs> maybe because it's LinkedIn. Y'all. So I'm going to share a couple posts, right? Now let's hope that these people don't sue me. They may. They may sue me. So it's like, should I leave their name out? Yes, out of respect, I'm going to leave their name out. But I'm still going to read to you guys the post. I kind of don't want to read to you guys the post of the racist without their name because I do really feel like people who discredit Black Lives Matter are just racist. They can't help it. And I really do feel as if they should be exposed. So this being said, I'm definitely going to say the racist name. The persons whose post it is, I'm going to respect their name and I'm not going to say it. Okay, let's take it to LinkedIn. One second, pulling it up. This gentleman, he is black, says, Dear white folks, please don't get on your video chat asking black colleagues how great our weekend was this week. This is literally the most tone-deaf question you can ask. Black folk are getting mercilessly slaughtered and our cities in shambles due to poverty, wage theft, lack of housing, lack of health care, mass incarceration, prisons, policing, food deserts, and under-resourced schools. In the words of Kamaya Davis, we do not want to talk about the weather. We want to talk about what the action you're taking. We want you to talk about the action you're taking. Sorry about that. (laughs) Boom. That is what this gentleman said, right? So you know I was on that. Yes, yes, this, yes. Let's scroll down a little bit. Duke V, an independent consultant, because of course he can't work for anybody. Of course he works for nobody. Notice all racist comments. They never have no job. Or their job kind of exists, kind of don't exist. Or they work for themselves. Okay, fast forward. You sound like a low IQ racist idiot, a clown, and someone who lacks an understanding of the facts. Many more white folks, as you call them, are shot and killed by police each year than black folks. The difference is we don't loot, burn down our businesses or our neighborhoods, riot and assault and kill innocent people. It's people like you that 
push race baiting and the division in America. All lives matter. Now, eight people liked it, which means that there's going to be one out of eight people who listen to this that's like, well, what, what did he say? What was, what was the problem? What was the problem, right? Okay, cool. Fast forward. The problem, Duke B and the other eight people who liked it, is that one, you cannot tell people what they should do with their anger, especially when you cannot connect with them. You cannot connect with being black. That's just really what it comes down to. The only people that can connect with being black are those that are what? Black. <laughs> you cannot connect with being born into skin that has seen, has been deemed as, you know, evil, violent, thugs, um, you name it, under the umbrella. You just can't seem to connect with that. So you can't tell people what they should do with their anger. And on top of it, right, if we're talking numbers and stats, there is a six to one ratio between white people and black people. In 2019, 1,004 of them were killed, right? Cool. Not cool. <laughs> not cool. They were killed at the hands of the police. Totally not cool on both sides, right? But when you look at the numbers, you have 370 people that were killed by the police, right? That are white. And you have 235 who are black who were killed at the hands of the police. But there is a 6 to 1 ratio, sir. <laughs> Come on, sir. Boy head ass. Like, <laughs> come on, boy. Like, are you like, get it together. Get it together that when you come on these platforms, and this goes for him and anybody else that wants to discredit, you know, really what we're fighting against and the system that has been put in place against black people. If you want to discredit that, that's fine. But just know that there are going to be people out there with masters. There are going to be people out there with PhDs who actually go to school and study these things. So when you get on a professional platform such as LinkedIn, just bring your stats as well. Unless you're just getting on here because Facebook got boring. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know because at this point, LinkedIn is looking like Facebook. Like, <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? You're being ridiculous. Moving on. Let's check out another post. And this one, I'm going to say their name because she got to get her credit. So Madison Butler, she is the shit, I have to say. I love her post. Like, never heard of her prior to LinkedIn. Just happens that someone liked somebody that, you know, I was connected with, liked something on hers. And boom, now, like, I get her post. And, yeah, I like it. So it says, black is not a bad word. I am black. My black life matters. Acknowledging my blackness may make you uncomfortable, but change is uncomfortable. There is no longer space for neutrality. We can't all change the world, but we can, all, we can call out our friends, family, acquaintances, or random people who seek you out on their behavior. If you feel threatened by the idea of people calling out racism, I encourage you to unpack why you feel that way. This isn't about censorship. This is about basic humanity. If you are uncomfortable hurling racist insults at me, a stranger on the internet, what kind of emotional trauma are you inflicting on black co-workers? Mm. 
What are you saying to black people who report you? What excuse are you using to dismiss black candidates from your interview process? How many black people have had to shrink themselves because of you? Mm. We are no longer going to be living in a world where it is more dangerous to bring up racism rather than being racist. We have a responsibility to create spaces where people have psychological safety and have the space to come as they are. Silence is no longer acceptable. Accountability is necessary to move forward. That's T. Listen. What? How can you not enjoy this woman already? Don't know her, but Lord knows I enjoy her. Because that is so real. That is so real. The shrink yourself or be fired. You know? Like, it's just, it's, that is a real thing in corporate America. That is a real thing in work environments, whether it's not corporate America. It's real. Um, and just seeing it on LinkedIn is like, wow, you know? Um, but this brought about racist. See how she mentioned racist heads popping through LinkedIn out of all places. So I just wanted to give you that professional side. Um, there was another comment, Damon, um, black man who said that he wants to eliminate being called black because black is equal to dirty, soiled, wicked. Um, we need to come up with very sad, gloomy, black despair. Um, and we need to come up with something else for us because they have put too much dirt on the name black. It's an interesting way to look at it, I think, you know? Uh, we have another, of course, uh, all lives matter, and yes, black lives matter. Please look who is funding the Black Lives Matter movement, George Soros, and a bunch of rich white people that wanna keep black people down. Yes, racism is real, but tearing up your own grocery stores and pharmacies and businesses isn't going to solve anything except accomplish what the people funding the Black Lives Matter movement want to accomplish, keeping black people in poverty here in Chicago. These companies aren't going to rebuild, and if they do, it will be at half the amount of locations. Where are people gonna to go to work, shop, and get their meds from? Because of course, it's about y'all can be about black lives and the brutality in which they face, right? Where are people going to shop at? Clearly, he was out there just a couple weeks ago protesting about how you had to put a mask on. Clearly. I guarantee you, if I go to his shit, that's, it's going to be him. It's going to be him and his rifle buddies out there being mad that, that they can't go get a haircut and they can't go get their meds and all that. Guarantee you. <laughs> Anywho. I want to thank you professionals um, that came by and stopped by, you know, this podcast to listen to me and uh, what my perspective was on what I was seeing. Um, shout out to that lady, Madison. Um, shout out to that gentleman that also posted what he posted because, you know, what's transpiring is trauma. It's black trauma. And when you try to discredit it in the workplace, when you try to, you know, act out of malicious intent, and it might even not even be malicious intent. It might just be something that you just don't understand. Taking two seconds out to learn how, you know, it makes people feel um, should not be considered anti whatever race you are if you're not black. So um, let me just hone in, you know, on that. <laughs> Shout outs to those kids this week that were educating their parents on why black lives matter. <laughs> shout outs, you know, shout outs to the education that has been, you know, put in place out there where you now have to pick a side. 
you have to pick a side and it sucks that you and your parent might be on the wrong side, you know, because that person gave you life and they probably provided a great life for you. And they probably feel as if, you know, how dare you disrespect me because I provided this life for you. There have been so many people that I saw on TikTok who have been kicked out, crying, bawling their eyes out because they cannot live in the same household as what? A racist. <laughs> that's deep. That's, that's deep, you know? And it definitely sucks. And I hope that, you know, their black friends in some regard do look out for them. Um, I think that friendship is funny. Friendship is funny. I had a dialogue with my brother uh, this past week about, you know, if you should discuss race between you and your white friend. He felt like it's political and you shouldn't. If that person has been a good friend to you, you shouldn't like really have like, you know, the race comment with them. I mean, conversation with them. You shouldn't, um, you know, not be their friend because they don't want to come out with you in protest. And I was like, what? What you mean? Like, this is when they actually take a stance and say, yes, I am your friend. And what's being done to your people is wrong. And then he basically felt like, no, because that is making you believe something in something that they may not necessarily believe in wholeheartedly. So you're trying to kind of like force, you know, your beliefs on them. They're not asking you to vote for Trump. They're not saying come with them to a Trump rally. I'm like, yeah, but why would you be friends with somebody that <laughs> that supports Trump? And, and then he was explaining, like, you know, there are people out there where their families do. So, you know, they support their families, and that's just, you know, a family thing. I mean, I guess. I don't know. Um, I don't have any white friends. I mean, I do, but my white friends are like my coworkers. So, like, you know, we're friends at work, and I'll probably grab a drink with them outside of work, too, because, like, you know, I fucks with my team. But at the same time, you know, race conversations, if they're ever brought up, it's definitely like them, you know, pointing out how people are racist or them never discrediting, you know. So I, I just think that uncomfortable conversations suck, but they need to be had. And you can't run from uncomfortable, uncomfortable conversations because a fear that you might lose somebody that wasn't showing you, you know, how they really feel and or what their real beliefs are. Catch my drift? Anyhow, this was the week <laughs> of pick a side, pick a side. There's no more straddling the fence on shit right now. There should be no straddling the fence on racism. It just shouldn't. Um, and that's in all areas and all aspects of life. So that's what I'm going to close it out with. I thank you so much for tuning in to The Real Recap with Callie. Let's play it by ear, episode 36. Until next time.